are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. Yeah, this is just different, first off. Um, we've played a lot of home games, a lot of games at Arrowhead, which we love. Um, but getting a new challenge, a new opportunity to go out there and, and see what we can do. Um, that as well as when you're on the road. I mean, obviously, Chiefs Kingdom travels, but everybody's against you. And you got to go out there and come together as a team and find a way to win. And um, it's just a whole new opportunity for you to go out there and see what you're really about. we got to get them in those passing downs. Last time we played this crew, I don't know it's a different offensive coordinator, but we only had 11 third downs, and five or six of them were, were one to four. We need to, that needs to change to have any kind of success or have a chance of success. So that's what we'll be trying to do. And now, a man who's already polished off his lunch from Hen House, Seren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are. Petro on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us here on a uh, rainy, soggy Thursday as we uh, get ready for the AFC Championship game. Seren Petro, Curtis Siebold with you. We are live and on the road at one of our favorite haunts. Hen House is where we're located. You know you can still enter to win. You still got a handful of days, a little less than a week now, to enter to win uh, free groceries for a year. This is upwards of a $10,000 value. You can come in and say hi to us. And uh, you can scan the QR code when you walk in the door. Uh, they got the little sign. Just scan the code and enter that way. Or you can go to henhouse.com. That's another way to uh, enter to win free groceries for a year. People, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, if you haven't already signed up, you can enter as many times as you want. So hopefully you're entering every time you enter a hen house. You know, you entered, so enter. See what I'm saying there? I can't win, and I still enter. I. It's just so easy. I know. And it's the idea of winning. Um, yes. Come on. Free groceries for a year? Are you kidding me? Winning. Uh, it's like better than losing. Locally owned and operated neighborhood hen house. 100 years hen house has been in business here in Kansas City. They're celebrating by giving a gift to somebody. The gift of free groceries for a year, for God's sake. pretty damn good gift. Damn. Let me tell you, that's pretty good. Come on. I've won some gifts in my life. I've never won anything that good. What do these people got to do to I don't know. You know, earn your trust and appreciation? F-R-E-E, that spells free. Yeah, let's go. Uh, always great specials here at your neighborhood hen house. You can take advantage of that. You can stock up for uh, your football watch parties if you want. Uh, great specials from the butcher block at hen house. You want to do some cooking yourself. You know, the only place you get that USDA Choice Certified Hurt for Beef is is right here at Hen House, the finest beef anywhere around. Raised in our backyard in Dodge City, Kansas, not trucked in from miles away. Nope, right down the road. Uh, you can get the KC Strips. They're 10 ounces, just $7 each, or choose your own size for twelve ninety nine a pound. I uh, want to make some chili for the game. 93% lean ground beef, ground fresh several times each day. That's four ninety nine a pound. If you want to smoke some ribs, the uh, wonderful Prairie Fresh Baby Back Pork Ribs. It's sold in Cryoback, so buy a couple, mm-hmm. get one in the smoker, and uh, put one in the freezer for when you need it. Uh, uh, that's only three ninety nine a pound, and of course Harry's Brewery's got you covered. You got to have some pops ready to celebrate. You know, for me, it's where I get my Corona premieres over there at the Harry's Brewery. Uh, always great specials on the national and craft beers. You can check that out as well. So all your game day activities, all your game day fun, putting on the ultimate spread. Right here at Henhouse. And if you go to uh, henhouse.com or just pop into the delicatessen, all the party trays, unbelievable party trays uh, that uh, are uh, working, um, you know, 
for any kind of party setup yes. you want. Yes, almost no matter what kind of because people have eclectic groups. Sometimes friends have certain likes and certain dislikes. Here, you can satisfy anybody. Yes, because they have it all. Yes, uh, I, I, and I, I'm going to tell you one of the things we love to do is uh, like my wife loves like when we have, do something in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you can get like the big bagel. Oh, tray. dude, yes. Uh, you want a breakfast, different, you know? Different, uh, cream cheeses and stuff and different flavor bagels. Oh. What, what, Whatever it is your little heart desires, uh, you can get it here at Hen House. They uh, have it. By the way, I was looking. Uh, I had the uh, my turkey and Havarti sandwich, my go-to. So good. I uh, added a little rotisserie turkey Strong. from the uh, meat counter. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, the ham salad v- was calling to me. <laughs> if you like the salty food, I'm just gonna, you know, ham is a saltier meat. Yeah, yeah. The ham salad, like you're like, what do you mean? You mean chicken salad or mm-hmm. salad? No, the ham salad. Yeah, love it. Yes, buddy of mine I turned will, me on to that a while ago. It's absolutely fantastic. I will soon have my go-to, which is my uh, trio, my salad trio, mm-hmm. which is the uh, cottage cheese tuna salad and chicken salad. It's uh, and then I eat chicken salad plain. Then I mix the tuna salad and the cottage cheese together. Do you? It, it, it makes each one taste even better. And then I, I snarf down the, the leaf lettuce bed, which has all the other remnants on it. It is so good. Great. High protein, low fat. Well, Gabe no mentioned carb. that they were asking where you wanted your uh, your <laughs> tray of wings. <laughs> you said, you get a whole uh, tray of boneless wings for lunch today? Is that right? I said Ixnay on the Ingsway uh, in Ublick Pay. I don't even know what the hell that means, but um, not, not in public. But hide the wings, and I'll I'll eat them when people aren't watching. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, whether it's then, uh, I come, then I come out of the room and I've just got wing sauce on my face. Where you been, Kay? Oh, uh, nowhere. Yeah. Whether it's uh, a cookie tray, a seafood tray, uh, the uh, egg roll sandwich tray, um, you know, the little sandwiches, uh, the boar's head sliced meat tray, uh, you name it, they got your ultimate party set up. It's here at your neighborhood Hen House. They've been serving Kansas City, locally owned and operated. Right here, right here in Kansas City for 100 years. And like I said, make sure you uh, get registered to win uh, the uh, the free groceries for a year. Cannot top that. No. Can't beat that with a bat. Nope. Nope. Not gonna, I'm not, not sure why you Not going to let you beat it with a bat. Yeah. Let's talk Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of beating things. Yeah. Uh, they're going to take a beat down at the hands of your Kansas City Chiefs. That's our plan. We, we have a Ravens fan in the house. I uh, noticed that, yes. Somebody want to slow this guy's roll? I mean, he's all over us. I don't, I don't think he can be slowed. Uh, I do want to point out. He's very much like the Ravens. Uh, he Aggressive did, and, and, and active. You know, he is a Ravens fan. Yep. He's paid close attention to the Ravens all year. He had a tip for us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it along to you guys because, you know, sometimes we get information. We don't pass everything along. Right. This one I'm going to send to everybody out there. Inside info. He said, keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. Who's that? Keep an eye on Lamar Jackson, he told me. I don't know who that is. So you I, play for the Ravens? I, 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 was, I appreciate that tip. Do. Yeah, important do. tip. <laughs> so apparently, apparently want to keep an eye on he him. Wears, he wears number eight. Keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. Plays QB. After that tip, uh, I I thought about asking, did you steal that jacket? <laughs> I mean, is this a poster? <laughs> so you're saying keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. I hear what you're laying down, my friend. I, I hear this, what you're laying down. I got this young man named Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah, not I Lamar hear- Mundane. A guy by the name of Lamar. 
my folks tell me he's really good. Okay. So we got that going for us, uh, which is nice, which is very nice. All right. Uh, listen, we have a lot to get to today. Todd Lebo will uh, join us for uh, this. Is Did he really send me Wednesday? Or did uh, I already put Thursday uh, up here? He already put Thursday up there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope so. I did, uh, Adam. God bless you. I know I gave you three. Turns out I'm the idiot that had the old show sheet here. Um, Coming up uh, in the uh, 3 o'clock hour, Todd Lebo will join us as part of our program picks. Uh, Fat Jack will be with us. Peter Yates Enoch will be with us. Uh, We'll pick the two conference championship games, make it official uh, in our epic competition as we are the most advanced and astute gamblers in America today. So I know you're all itching to hear our picks. We'll give it to you. Along with the expert, Fat Jack, will get his picks as well. Uh, play Stump the Chumps in the 3 o'clock hour, brought to you by our friends at the Salty Iguana. If you, uh, you know, if you want to go by the Iguana tonight, get you a bunch of uh, Iguana dip, cover yourself in Iguana. I don't care, man. I'm down for that. I don't care. Uh, if you're getting ready for the game, how about the uh, Watch Party Taco Pack? Uh, whether it's uh, ground beef, shredded chicken, both, I don't care. Crispy corn shells, soft flour tortillas, or both. All the fixings, everything, rice, plus blacker, refried beans, iguana dip, or queso. Uh, it is uh, your chance to get all stocked up. That would be not bad, too. No. Nice and taco. I might, I'm kind of thinking that might need to be a little taco Sunday. And and both is always a great answer. I would agree. As my uncle Reed used to say when my mom would say, Reed, you want pie or cake? He'd say, I do believe I will. Uh, the iguana, you get the uh, trio dip kit, iguana dip, guacamole, and queso served with chips and salsa. Uh, the uh, fishbowl margaritas are on special Saturday and Sunday. I uh, got uh, great specials on the cervezas as well. It's at the Salty Iguana. Find them online at saltyiguana.com. Uh, Olathe, the Lawrence Independence, and Prairie Village uh, is where you can find the uh, iguana. Um, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, Blair Kirkhoff will be with us. Proudly brought to you by our friends at uh, Art and Frame Warehouse, uh, framekc.com. Mike Sando in the uh, 5 o'clock hour, brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Uh, eats, drinks, scenic views. Blair will be in the location where the most famous picture of him ever was taken. Yeah, with uh, it was a fruity picture. Yes, it was. Because over back. his shoulder was yep. the wonderful cherries yep. and grapes and everything else. So, yes, Blair will be back. Uh, Mike Sando in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Let's start, though, with some of the uh, numbers. Curtis has... Numbers. Uh, Gone to the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. He is color coded. He has looked at. He is ready to discuss the fact that uh, there are some certain numbers that look like they're going to be big when it comes to who wins this game on Sunday. And certain numbers that you'd think might be big, and then you go, eh, I don't really know what to make of that. So okay. you you begin uh, with one area, and sometimes you begin with an idea of what you think you're going to find, and then you don't. Uh, but usually, that's still the story that. Conventional wisdom is wrong. So I've kind of had burning in my mind all week. Um, what is the best thing to do against a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, a team like the Ravens? There are certain teams you go into it, you know what to take away. This is a team where you think, well, do you say? Because I, I, I was discussing this with earlier this week maybe. Um, well, you just plaster the, the, the wideouts and make Lamar Jackson – run and beat you do you stop do you let, or do you just let him run and say we're taking away the pass or do you say you can throw it all day you're not going to run for 175 yards against us what do you do so i started looking so i looked at the 14 games 
Let uh, I me mean, make, make sure I count this right. 17 games that Lamar Jackson has started this year. This is discounting the regular season finale against Pittsburgh, but adding in their pl- their playoff loss, uh, playoff win uh, over the uh, Texans. And I sorted them by two things, by team passing yards and by team rushing yards to see what kind of numbers you could find out. Okay, Turns so. out the top 18 games they played in passing, 8 no. Wow. So, you know, want to shut down. Well, you said 18. I'm sorry, 8. I, I got confused there. The top 8 games they had in passing yards, 8 and 0. Oh. All right. So, when he's when he's slinging it, mm-hmm. his best day yeah. slinging it is actually good for the Ravens. More you, than, you think the other way around that, yeah. oh, pound the rock, they're the number one rushing team. That's what they want to do, establish the run yeah. and run, run, run all day. Yeah. But his eight best passing days, which to me says they've got a good game plan, it's clicking, they're getting things done through the air. So if the Ravens are, are throwing the ball, mm-hmm. they're a dual threat, and you got no hope. Yep, two hundred and ten, more than 210 yards, 8-0. Okay. But the bottom of that list is kind of weird, too. The worst, so shut off the pass and you win, right? Not necessarily. Their six worst passing games, 6-0. and Okay. So what the hell do you do with that? Yeah, so it's right there, like, the t- you know, it's right in the middle. They need to either be... Special throwing the ball or just all run heavy. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's let's oh, let's look at the rushing yards. Okay. And sort those, and there you find a little bit because there were thirteen games in which they rushed for at least one hundred and thirty yards. In those thirteen games, twelve and one, under one thirty, two and two. So. so. Shut it, down the run. Right. Shut down the run. Now we're back to can shutting you, down the run. Can you? But. In the games where they have not run the ball, well, they're just two and two. When they run it for one thirty or more, almost impossible to beat twelve and one. Okay. The most compelling one though is the turnover stats. Yes. Right? If you can take the ball away from the Ravens, they're in trouble. Yep. Because they do apparently want to be balanced. They play the field position game. Turnovers have been where we see, okay, is there something that jumps out where if you do this? You have a great chance to win. It looks like if you take the ball away from the Ravens, and this is like we're not splitting an atom. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like watch Lamar Jackson. Right. All right. But the turnovers, which the Chiefs haven't been very good at, by the way. Yes. Um, taking the football away is the key because three of their four losses came with, you know, three of the five worst days they had. Yeah. Force them to turn it over at least twice. They're two and three. One time or none, unbeaten. Wow. Unbeaten. And if you look at what the, how about them taking it away, their losses, they took it away twice, yep. once, and zero. There doesn't yeah. seem to be any correlation yeah. there. It's, it's odd because the turnover thing only matters when, they're, when they have the ball, turning them over. There were five or six games this year in which the opponent had zero turnovers. The Ravens were five and one. So that's not the key. Not turning it over isn't the key. The, ter- the key seems to be getting them to give you the ball at least twice. If you do that, you have a better than 50-50 chance of winning. If you don't turn them over, it, they're almost impossible to beat statistically. Um, 
And one of those games, did we throw out the throwaway game against Pittsburgh? You yes. said only when yes. Lamar Jackson These are played. only games in which Lamar so, Jackson plays. So just for the record, we threw out week 18 right. where the big boys didn't play. So that game is not factored into these statistics. Just just the games that the Ravens actually tried. It's all the regular season games minus one plus the playoff game. Yep. Okay, so it's 17 games that they tried in. Basically, it looks like you don't want them having a big passing day. Yep. But really, you don't want them running all over you. Yes. Because that seems to, you know, that that that's a problem. Yeah. So based on this, and then you're going to have to take it away. Yes. So your that's now this is all based upon Baltimore's offense. Yes. Right. So based upon that, what's your strategy if you're Steve Spagnuolo? I think you have to commit to to shut down the run and force him to pass do, do, when he doesn't do you, want to. And that might okay. be where you get the turnovers. I think a lot of their big passing games, their big passing games are when he's been able to pass when he wants to, when they've been in the lead maybe. And he can kind of pick and choose what he's got to go, what angle he wants to go, what's good on one play. If you shut down their run, if that's possible, you force Lamar Jackson to pass when he doesn't want to. And I think there's where you maybe can get some turnovers. But allow them to dictate what they want to do offensively, you are really, really in a rough spot. I, but, but, I, but I do believe uh, the, the, the best tactic to take is to commit everything you can to stopping the run. If he lights you up, he lights you up and you tip your cap and say congratulations. But I don't think you can take away, just, just let them run all day and take away the pass because – you can't take away the pass if you let them. If you let this team run, they will find a way to beat you with play action. The other thing that we looked at that is interesting, uh, interesting and frankly not good, not a good sign for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to require them to uh, have an about face. Is we've talked about that they don't take it away enough. We know they're plus minus. They're down towards the bottom. It's a minus eleven, and part of the problem is not just turning the ball over, but also not taking it away enough. And if you look at it, they have only taken the football away five times since the bye week on November 12th. Wow. Only five takeaways in two, four, six, eight, ten games. Before that, they had taken the ball away 13 times in the first nine games. Now it's five and ten. 1.3 a game in the first part of the season, uh, 0.5. Now, is that anomaly? Is that quality of opponent? I mean, I don't think the Raiders are a high-quality opponent. No. The Packers probably are. We didn't think they were so much at that point, but they were clearly turned the corner and, and played ball. The Eagles, it was the Eagles' last hurrah. Yeah. And they only took it away once from them. Patriots were terrible. They only took it away once from them. Couldn't take it away from the Raiders. Couldn't take it away from a backup quarterback and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the scary part. It, it appears that they're going to need to take the football away from the Ravens. They're going to need to limit the run. Yes. So I don't think the Chiefs have been really good at punching the football out, but it's time to get good at it. Yeah. And, and not just holding teams down offensively. In that 10-game stretch, there are five games in which they held their opponent under 300 yards. But in those five games, they forced just three turnovers. It isn't, it, it isn't enough against this team to just hold them down offensively. You have to take the ball away from Baltimore to win. Can they do it? Yes, the obvious answer yeah. is yes, because some turnovers are just kind of fluky. 
can Chris yeah. Jones or can you can you get Lamar Jackson trying to run around in the pocket, try to escape, and you know you get Karloftis hitting him from behind mm-hmm. and knocking the ball away? Yeah, but I think the the defensive line has got to get better at getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Yes, and they they've got to be looking for the strip more. They've got to be hitting the quarterback harder, and. If one guy stands a guy up, somebody else has got to be going for the ball. Yeah, and that's one thing we've talked about in the past this year, that the, the sacks they get aren't impact sacks. They're not velocity sacks. You know, they don't really crush a guy. They get a guy, maybe some. there's some, a lot of coverage sacks in there. There's one guy comes from one direction, and you have force him into somebody else's arms, and they get met in the pocket. There isn't just beat a guy off the line, hit him, and knock the ball out. I mean, there's nothing that resembles the Derek Thomas type sack from from years past. Right. It's a high bar, but something along that line every once in a while is the best chance of getting. Because it, it used to be, if you just get pressure, they'll throw you the ball. But that doesn't happen very much these days in the NFL. Guys have gotten so much good at, so much better at getting the ball out quickly and not making silly throws that it's difficult to just force an interception based on pressure. You can do it. It's just tougher now. And I, and I think the fact that you, you mentioned that they're 8-0 on their eight biggest passing days speaks to that this team can throw it. This is yes. not a one-dimensional team. This is not just, oh, Lamar Jackson can't do it. Lamar Jackson can do it. Right? So this is the toughest assignment they've ever had in going up against Baltimore. We knew that. We're not, yep. again, what we're saying is we looked at the numbers, and yes, there's nothing that says this is a mirage. No. This is a fraud. This team is hell on wheels, and the Chiefs are going to have to bring it. And I think they're going to have to take care of the ball. And, and listen, we don't talk a lot about turnovers because Patrick Mahomes has been good enough to overcome the turnovers, and he is good enough. But the guys around him aren't. The receiving core around him isn't. Nope. So it's going to be imperative that this team take care of the football and that the defense find a way to take it away. 913-310-810. You can grab a phone line right now, 913-310-810. We're on the road. We're at Hen House, where you can win free groceries for a year. Come on, people. Henhouse.com. Get signed up. Talking about upwards of a $10,000 value. Free groceries for a year at Hen House. They're celebrating 100 years. Just scan the code when you enter the store or go to Henhouse.com to enter that way as well. Plus, you can get stocked up with everything you need for the party. Your football watch parties, they got it all. If you want to make some steaks, how about KC Strips? Of course, we're talking USDA Choice. Certified Herfer Beef, they're 10 ounces, just $7 each, or choose your own size. For $12.99 a pound, you can find all the specials and more at henhouse.com. It's the program live at Henhouse at 119th and Row. You get all kinds of old friends here today. We're at Hen House at 119th and Row. Uh, 11721 Row Ave is where we're uh, located today, uh, right inside the door, right by the wonderful floral department who has saved my bacon on many oh, yes, occasions. Yes. Uh, whether fantastic. it's uh, birthdays, uh, they got wonderful, uh, beautiful flowers and balloons and everything you need, little stuffed animals. Uh, we got Valentine's Day right around the corner. They, of course, will be ready to go with all kinds of bouquets and roses. Uh, but you got a birthday, you got a holiday coming up there they, they got you covered actually right now, chiefs balloons i know Let's can you have a party no without a chiefs balloon i don't think so oh so e- even a non-chiefs party i want a chiefs balloon i think those What's are the helmet one i think those are going to go home with me yeah the helmet one's pretty cool i uh, i like that a lot i think that'll be at my house uh for the game on sunday so uh come on down hen house can take care of you there and of course always for me the star of the show is back at the meat counter guys and gals back there absolutely fantastic we mentioned some of the specials you can find them all online at henhouse.com going to be warming up you're going to get the smoker going smoke some ribs uh prairie fresh pork loin baby back ribs uh they're sold in cryback only 3.99 a pound 
You can take advantage of it right now. It's at your neighborhood hen house. Go to henhouse.com to find more details. Uh, 913-3810-810. Talking about the recipe for success for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go to the lines. Uh, we'll start with Zach. You're in the program, Zach. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I just had a quick comment here. It looks like uh, Spags, within the last couple of years, against like Derrick Henry, has shown he can stop the run or they can scheme to stop the run. Uh, which leads me to a question of how many of the yards, uh, rushing yards from the Ravens are from the running back versus you know the combination of Lamar and the running back. You know, it's 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 a lot of Lamar. I mean, uh, he what did he have eight hundred this year, Curtis? Let me eight, look here. Uh, eight twenty one. Let led the team so. sixteen games. That would put him at about uh, you know a little over fifty a game. So, and they're averaging on the year one forty something, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Another they were tops in the NFL. Uh, they're not as extreme as they use like. Several years ago, they were like 190. They might even have top 200 uh, yards yeah. a game, and they're not that extreme. Maybe it's higher than that. It's like 160-something. What are they per game? Uh, let me see. Um, I was looking at the running backs, the totals. Uh, here, I'll tell you. Um, one run, rushing 56. yards per game. Yeah, one, 150. No. Oh, yeah, that's playoffs. In the playoffs, they're 229 after last week. Uh, so I can tell you that. So that's what they put up on the uh, Houston Texans. But, yeah, Curtis is right. 156, 157 a game, which was 16 better than the Chicago Bears, who were second. And so, you know, he accounts for, you know, a third of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's what I was curious about. I mean, like I said, being able to stop Derrick Henry versus being able to stop Gus Edwards, you know, obviously that's a huge difference maker of Lamar. But um, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Stags did something up to shut him down. Yeah, no, listen, I, I think that's the question, and, and I appreciate the call, Zach. You know, what, what's the game plan going to be? Is it like we want to stop the run or we're going to put eight in the box and we are going to stop the run? Yeah, and, is, and is, it, is there a way to concentrate more on let's stop the running backs running rather than let's we'll see what Lamar Jackson can do, but if you – Cut down Gus Edwards, 800 yards. Keaton Mitchell, 400 yards at uh, eight yards a pop. Is there a way you can focus just on one and say, well, if Lamar takes off, he takes off? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but it is it is an interesting type of running game to shut down because it comes from so many different angles, and some of it's expected, even from the quarterback, and are planned, and some of it is just reaction. So... How do you how do you force that? And then the point we make about the eight biggest passing days were all wins. I mean, usually when you look at that kind of thing, you find that they're you know that's where the losses are because the team's trailing and trying to play right. catch up, and so they pile up maybe some superfluous passing yards. But that's not the case. Their top eight passing yardage days are wins. So the point is like that. That's right. I don't think you can just throw eight in the box and say you're not going to run on us because he will throw it. And their receivers are better. And Mark Andrews was a full go in practice yesterday. They're not; they haven't committed that he's going to play. But he was practicing last week and didn't play. This to me, I think John Harbaugh, you know, uh, spent at least part of his time as an assistant coach under Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's formula is usually a week of practice, don't play, then another week of practice and play. And it's pointing towards them having Andrews and Likely, which is two really good tight ends. Yeah. And if you have to look at both of those guys. They can line up. They're both good receivers. They can play heavy and run the football. Like, are you going to say, okay, we're going with our heavy package. Leo Chanel is going to be out there. Let's say Willie Gay plays. We're not going to put Drew Tranquil out there. We're going to put Leo Chanel out there because we want our thumpers. And then Leo Chanel's in coverage all day against Likely and Andrews. Ouch. You know? That's um, Are you going to try to play in your nickel? Are you going to play with Willie Gay and Nick Bolton um, or even Tranquil and Gay? And an extra 
you know, DB and say, we're not going to let Lamar have the big day and we're going to do the best we can against the run. It's going to be a slow bleed, and we'll worry about bringing in some different things and some run blitzes. You know, try a run blitz here and there to see if we can pop them, but what we don't want is the big play out of the passing game. Yeah. So we're going to play great pass defense, and I know what the mass says. The mass says their best rushing days are a problem for us, but they also throw it well, and we're not getting beat with the big play. I mean, it is. It's going to be. I think Steve Spagnuolo will take some plays that are we're not going to get run on, and some plays we're not going to get thrown on, and try to mix and match and you know to some degree hope you guess right as to which way they're doing it. But if they can get them into long down and distance and know that they need to throw the ball, that's your best bet. But what's the path to getting there? Yeah, it is a is a much more difficult path to figure out now than it was two years ago, the last time the Chiefs played this team. And this is one of those games where really no uh, defensive scheme can you look at and go, yeah, that's going to work. And it's also going to be one of those games, and every game uh, a defensive scheme is kind of a let's see if this works and then adjust. This may be more so than they've had in any point in Steve Spagnuolo's time as Chiefs defensive coordinator, where what they begin the game with may have to be abandoned two drives in or even one drive in or maybe there's some patience you at some point they may say all right we thought this might work it's not we got to do something different i think there's a greater chance of that happening early in this game than any other game they've played since he's been co- their coordinator Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. phil you're in the program what's going on phil hey thanks guys um i don't know if you've mentioned this i just got on a little while ago what the status of Tooney is and if he doesn't play how that's going to affect the run game because I think one of the keys is, I hope you would agree, is that we run to set up the pass because uh, I don't think we need to be throwing the ball a ton. And when we beat them in 20 over their place, it seemed like we ran the ball pretty well and that set up long-distance stuff that Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman scored on a 40-yard bomb. Is yeah. Tooney healthy? And if he's not going to play, what's the status? No. How's that help or hurt our run game? Uh, he's not healthy. He's definitely not healthy. I would be stunned, in fact, shocked if he did play. Um, and I think it hurts them much more in the passing game than it does the running game. Nick Allegretti is a is a tough, physical, former wrestler. You know, the leverage and, and angles part of things should Road be a strength greater. of his. You know, we haven't seen a lot of Nick Allegretti, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert on everything that he can do or how much better he might have gotten because uh, he doesn't play that much. Yeah. But what he looks like and what he profiled as is a road grader type. Yeah. And so I think the run game, I don't know, theoretically, I don't know, maybe you get a little bit better. I mean, Joe Tooney is, is frankly an undersized guard, and what he is is an incredible pass protector. I think 99% was his pass block win rate yeah. uh, this year, which is, you know, outstanding. So that's the bigger hurdle. So to your point, you know, are the Ravens going to say, well, they've lost Tooney, and so they got to run and stack the box? I know this. They're, the Chiefs are going to throw the ball. The question is how much do they have to run the ball to to be successful? And I will say this. I, they're going to have to have success on offense so that their defense isn't out there all day. They, they, they can't be, you know, 24 minutes time of possession asking their defense to defend 36 minutes and expect them to be strong late in the game. Yeah. The path they used against Buffalo is not going to work against Baltimore. If they have 24 minutes time of possession and win this game, they're up by double digits in the fourth quarter. Right, right. Because they're not asking the defense to go out and have to stop all facets of the Ravens' offense because they won't be able to do it after that much time on the field. And as far as Allegretti and the style, when Andy Reid says 
Uh, it's not always pretty. That's not generally how you would describe a guy who's a good pass blocker. No. <laughs> no. That's a guy who might. He said he'll fight you. Well, that's a run blocking guy. That's not a pass blocking guy. Yeah, he's he's more the thumper type than he is a guy that's, you know, uh, going to go out and finesse you and pass block you. And I think the, the running game will, will you know, Maybe not suffer. And, and like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, because Allegretti's a bigger guy. It may actually benefit a little bit from having him out there. I don't know. The athleticism of Tooney, the ability to pull Tooney and get him on the edge and those kind of things. He's, he's you know, I'm, I'm assuming the better athlete just stop being a little bit. He just looks more athletic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, Creed Humphrey doesn't look athletic, but he is. I mean, you see Creed Humphrey stand up there. He looks like a road grader. But, you know, he's one of the few centers that you can pull and pull effectively. He's tremendously Athletic. It's one of the reasons why I float the idea of him playing guard as long as he's struggling with some of the snaps because he can definitely do it. He gets out on the edge after snapping a ball. He can definitely do it without snapping it. But I think the passing game, and it's why they're going to have to have, you know, you don't want to be looking at third and 14 all the time where it's a known, if you can get the third and three and that running game's still a threat, they get a lot more effective on that offensive line. The playoffs are for, for oftentimes for, uh, since there's so much at stake, for things that people don't expect, strategies you wouldn't expect of someone, what percentage chance do you give? The Chiefs talking the way they're talking about Nick Allegretti at left guard. They pop out there on Sunday, and Nick Allegretti is the center in Creed Humphrey's right left guard. Any chance? 25. Wouldn't that be something? I think if I looked at that and went, yeah, I think if I looked at that and went, that looked pretty good. If I can see it, they can see it. Yeah. But I think they're going to say, now's not the time to make wholesale changes. That that that's are we panicking here, guys? What are we What are we doing? Yeah. So I don't think that's what we're going to see. Um, if we do, I, I will champion the cause. Yes. I mean, I I think there's a, a real reason to do it because so much of what we thought when we talked about that a couple of weeks ago was after the Charger game was with Tooney at, at at tackle, then moving over. We hadn't thought about it with Tooney not there at all and. Just still, but still making that move with Allegretti and and and, uh, and Humphrey. Yeah, um, you wouldn't fall out of your chair if you saw it. But twenty five percent—that sounds well. Maybe that is fall out of the chair. Yeah, like I, one out of four. It's not, it w- I wouldn't fall out of the chair. I mean, like like fall out of the chair is five percent. Right. Right. Um, but because I think it could work. It's yeah. not harebrained. Yeah. You know, it's not the Raiders changing the game plan the night before the game back in the Raiders Bucks oh, Super Bowl of 2002. You know, it's 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 not that. Let's, it, let's change everything and then have our our center just take leave town. Yeah, nine one three three eight ten eight ten. The phone number nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I want to take a break and ask the question. Uh, look a little bit at the NFC Championship game. Are the 49ers, Is Kyle Shanahan trying to? game the game when it comes to the roster construction. Do they have an ulterior motive? Is Brock Purdy never going to be the long-term answer? Is no one going to be the long-term answer at quarterback for the 49ers? And could this actually work? Uh, we'll talk about it next. 913-310-810, the phone number. 913-310-810. You can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Seren Petro. We're live at Hen House here at 119th and Row. Stop on by and say hello. Stock up for your watch party right here, whether it's getting some of the great party trays over in the Delicatessen. Go to henhouse.com. You can order it right there online, pick it up, and be ready to go on game day, or whether it's uh, getting the grill going. Weather's going to be warmer. How about getting some steaks on the grill? KC Strips, USDA Choice Certified Herb for Beef, KC Strip Steaks, 10 ounces, just $7. Choose your own size. Twelve ninety nine. It's back at the meat counter here at your neighborhood hen house. Hi, right, welcome back. You're in the program here on Sports Radio eight ten WHB. 
You're saying, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought just look, just the one part wasn't enough. Yes, it was good. Make sure you see the second one. Yeah. I got it. Uh, make sure you see all the specials at Henhouse. You can find them online at henhouse.com. Uh, if you want to make some chili uh, this weekend, how about 93% lean ground beef? Ground for us several times each day. Only four ninety nine a pound. How about a big wing tray for your party? Uh, they can do it. The Delicatessen's got all kinds of wonderful trays, party trays that are perfect uh, for you. Uh, including uh, dip trays, veggie trays, uh, Mediterranean trays, uh, the boar's head, uh, sliced meat tray. Uh, that's always a favorite. We've done that where you let everybody kind of make their, their own sandwiches. Uh, it's always a, a great opportunity right here. Everything uh, made fresh right here, sliced fresh right here in the uh, Hen House Delicatessen. You can find all the specials and find your uh, your little ordering form to uh, order right there online at henhouse.com. We're here at 119th and Row. Stop on by and say hello. Broadcasting live today. We'll get to our program picks coming up in our uh, next uh, hour. Uh, talking some Chiefs football right now. Uh, let's talk to uh, Kyle. You're in the program, Kyle. What's going on, buddy? For taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. Um, hey, I, I, uh, thank you again for taking my call. Uh, real quick, uh, about the Brock Purdy situation, if, if, he wins, if, if he wins this NFC Championship game, I, I think you should sign him. I, I, I actually like Brock Purdy. I like his play. I know he doesn't I, – I, he's no Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, but I think he's a pretty good quarterback, and I think he's worth signing. I, I mean, if, and if the Chiefs didn't have Patrick Mahomes, I would sign Brock Purdy. So I, I like Brock Purdy. I, I'd be, I think it would be dumb if the 49ers didn't sign him, in my opinion. Addison, well, and that's, that's my first question I want to ask you is, what, what do you think about Brock Purdy? And, and do you think the 49ers should sign him? I think Brock Purdy's good, but not great. Maybe he will grow into being great. He's still only in his second year, so he's got time to get better. So I certainly would give him some ceiling. But he was missing some easy throws against the Packers. I don't think he played very good against Green Bay. And the Green Bay Packers fired their defensive coordinator after that game. So what do you think they thought of the performance that he was putting out there? Um, I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. If I had to, I mean, they don't have to make the decision now. Uh, they've, they've got another year, and that's usually when you go in after three years and, and give the quarterback the contract. Contract. The franchise tag is available for him as well. But the, the point that I was going to make is that I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, grew up under obviously his father, Mike Shanahan, who was the guy who figured out the game on the running backs, right? He didn't keep paying Clinton Portis. He realized that if he schemed well, had a good offensive line, he could get a thousand yards out of any running back. And they went through running back after running back after Mike running Anderson, back. Mike Anderson, Gary. And, and all we do is sit here and talk about how important it is to cash in when a quarterback's on a rookie contract. And I wonder if Kyle Shanahan isn't saying, look, I'll be on the lookout for my Patrick Mahomes. And if I get my Patrick Mahomes, and I think he took a shot at it with Trey Lance. If I get my Patrick Mahomes and that's who he is, then we'll pay him. But I wonder if he said, nope, Trey Lance isn't it. We stay with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what they did last year. Then turn to Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy doesn't play exceptional, he played really well. He was in it for the MVP voting. And so he's trending like he might be that kind of guy. But, you know, in all their losses, he doesn't play well. 
right? That's not what it looks like for the Chiefs. The Chiefs will have a loss, and Patrick Mahomes looks fantastic. His O-line lets him down. Or MVS drops the ball. Or Kadarius Toney drops the ball. You usually don't see Patrick Mahomes just missing throws. And, you know, Jordan Love was doing the same thing for the Green Bay Packers, overthrowing guys. Late that game, it looked like neither one of those quarterbacks wanted to win. Right? It was kind of, and I think Kyle Shanahan went, okay, this moment's a little big, and he started pounding the rock with Christian McCaffrey. So the good news is they don't have to decide right now. I like Brock Purdy. I like Patrick Mahomes better. We don't have to worry about Brock Purdy playing quarterback here. Knock on wood that Patrick Mahomes doesn't get hurt. But I would sign Brock Purdy for the right price, but I'm not making him one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Not yet. Not yet, okay. because I think a lot of his success is what's going on around him right now. But he's he's definitely good enough to win a championship. Now, here's my second question is, so adding on to that question, let's say he goes to the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy. Do you, do you think the 49ers would be too hasty to sign him right off the bat for the right price? Or, like, when I, and I, I'm talking about if he goes to the Super Bowl, if, if that makes sense. So like if he well, goes it's one win away, do you give him? Do you give him the money? Do you do you pay him at the right price if he goes to the Super Bowl? That, well, I think that. Go ahead. And then my other question would be, and I know you got to get going. So my other question is with the uh, with the Chief, the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs defense. Do you quarterback spy Lamar Jackson the whole game? I mean, do you either put William Gay, Dick Bolt, or Chanel? And just quarterback, just quarterback spy him on every down, and I'll listen off the air. Thank you so much, Saran and Curtis. You guys do a fantastic job, and I'll listen off the air. Uh, you're a kind right, man, thanks. Kyle. Thank you for, for those kind words. Um, I'll come back to the to the Brock Purdy contract here in a second. Um, do I spy him on every down? No. Because I think Baltimore is too good passing the football for you to just say we're taking this guy out of the mix in in pass coverage. He basically becomes a one-man zone in the middle of the field. And I don't know that you're going to be able to handle Andrews, likely, Flowers, Beckham. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about Rashad Bateman. I've wasted fantasy football resources on that guy too many times. I've been burned by him. But I think they've got enough weapons that, you know, I don't know. I mean, that, that secondary is so good. Maybe you could. Maybe, maybe I'm going about it all wrong. Maybe that's the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, you got McDowell. Like, I guess the question is, I think if you did that, who are you spying with and who's covering the tight ends? Yeah. And that's one of those things where I talk about uh, maybe having to adjust things. There may, be, may come a point where Steve Spangler realizes, I'm spying this guy and he's still beating him. So what's, what am I wasting a player spying a guy who's still a quarterback who's still getting 10, 12 yards on the run? we got to do something different. If he runs, run. But we can't let – or if he starts destroying him with passes to Likely and Andrews, well, we're, I'm wasting a guy on a guy who's not really trying to run, and he's getting, we're getting exposed in coverage. I, I think they may have an idea of how to do that going in, which may have to be changed based on how, it, how successful it is. I, I think, unfortunately, the guy, if you want to do that, I think the guy who might have to come off the field is Nick Bolton. Yes. And then you lose your thumper against the number one rushing offense in football. Yeah. That's the problem is if you play spy they're, they're, and they want to run, you're not in your best run defense because your spy can't come from outside the tight end playing outside linebacker and recover to the inside because if they realize, well, this is what they're doing on him, let's just student body left, run away from Willie Gay, we've got the spy chasing him, they, you know, 
it's it, it's it's complicated because they're really good. Yes. And so I guess if I was going to spy them, I mean, can Willie Gay stand up and play middle linebacker against the run if you put him in the middle of the field? I almost feel like Drew Tranquil has to be your spy, and Nick Bolton comes off the field, and Drew Tranquil plays your middle linebacker spot, and he spies him, and you go and you play nickel. And Justin Reed is up as your third linebacker, assuming Mike Edwards is back, or or Chamari Connor is up as your third linebacker, and they're picking up the tight end coming out. Willie Gay and Connor, or Willie Gay and one of the safeties, are are locking up man to man, and then you lock up man to man on the outside with your corners, which I have no problem putting McDuffie and Steed on those two wideouts. Yeah, that might be the path. That might be the way you get there. This is going to be a fascinating game. Oh. I almost wish that I didn't have a stake in it. I love to sit and watch the chess match and not yes. get emotional about it. But uh, I can see why this is one of the more anticipated games. And it isn't just about Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. There's about ten different layers that make this fascinating. Yeah. Uh, now, to your point about paying Brock Purdy, that's kind of an interesting point. If you're going to be, you know... If you're going to swim upstream and say, we're not paying anybody who's not great as a quarterback, we'll just draft the next one and I'll scheme it up around him and we'll make sure we have great players everywhere, which I think will empower the 49ers to think that way if they win. I think it might empower a lot of teams to think that way if they win, if, if rookie quarterbacks keep winning deals. And it's like, well, either Patrick Mahomes or somebody on a rookie contract wins it. Now, why would you ever, ever pay a quarterback big money that isn't one of the greats? Kirk Cousins hadn't got there. I mean, look at all the guys that are making big checks that don't get anywhere near it. Right. I mean, some of those guys are Josh Allen. It's Lamar Jackson if he doesn't go through now. I mean, it's not a dumb idea. No. If you can find at least a good quarterback or or sign a, a good quarterback for super cheap. Especially when you're a guy who's already done it. Right? I mean, he's already shown someone else trying to copy what what uh, Kyle Shanahan did is a, is one thing. But to have already done that successfully and been 10 points up in a Super Bowl in that situation, why not, man? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I think he's the kind of guy because Mike Shanahan did that with running backs and everybody thought he was a clown. Can't believe you're trading Clinton Portis to the Washington. What the hell are you thinking? And all they did was keep running with Alandis Carey and Ruben Drones and Mike Anderson and you name it. I don't think it's going to be that kind of conveyor belt, but why would you give $30 million? I mean, Derek Carr and the Saints didn't work. No. And that was, and we pointed out, Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr this year were kind of our first examples of, of middle class of quarterbacks. We pretty much had the rookies and you suck, we ain't paying you, and then the top of the food chain. And we, they finally carved out a little middle class. Now, there's a lot of other things wrong with the Saints, and there's a lot of a lot of other things wrong with the Raiders, but it didn't work for either one of those teams. Mm-mm. So I, I don't know that, you know, we're not going to see teams go. Like, if Buffalo doesn't ever get to a Super Bowl, was giving Josh Allen all that money the right thing to do? Yeah, the, very, the, the one guy who sticks in the back of your mind that makes you go is Brady. I mean, it was twenty plus. Well, years I've ago, said like, Mahomes. Like, no, but no, no, like, Mahomes. No, no, no. I mean, a guy who came, who didn't have the pedigree, who got to a Super Bowl. Let's say if, if if the Niners win, 
could Purdy be a Brady S type guy? wasn't not wasn't much expected. Didn't have phenomenal numbers. Yeah, but he won, won three Super Bowls then, yeah. before it came time for the second contract. Right, right, and yeah, that's true. When he, uh, Purdy's twenty four. When is the second contract? Is it after? Well, him? because he's a seventh rounder. After four years, yeah. they got to decide. Okay. I mean, but most of those contracts, even the first round guys, are are given the contract extension after three, which will be after next year for him. Yeah. So he'd have to win two to be in that spot, wouldn't he? But if he wins one, I think there's still be that thought in your mind. Yeah, if he wins one, he's good enough to give the contract to him. Yeah. If he wins it this year, you're kind of like the Ravens <laughs> with Joe Flacco. Well, we don't think he's one of the best, but what are we going to do? Right, right. At the end of the parade, say we're not paying this guy? Exactly. I mean, you're, you know. Rough spot. I mean, it, it, Honestly, it would have been the right move for the Baltimore Ravens. But, I mean, it would have been Marlins-esque. Uh, you know, when the Marlins tore oh, apart a World Series team, yeah. I, I don't know what you would have done to your fan base if you're like, oh, yeah, if this guy was just red hot and won us a championship and we're not paying him. Yeah, because they, they would have filled in all the games they didn't win with the games they would have won, won had he stayed. Do you believe that part of the problems of the Dallas Cowboys are that Dak Prescott um, had to sit and screw around for two years as a franchise tag? I don't. I think Dak Prescott has limits. Yeah. But if, if you worry about that, like, can this guy be our leader? If he's not all in, right? Like, is he ever going to be all in if we make him go through a couple of franchise years? Is he ever really going to feel like yeah. the guy? Good point. You know? I mean, th- those are the, the nuances that are there when it's, everyone's like, well, just pay him. How much? Well, I don't know. Well, that's a big part of the equation. Right. When someone says, well, you know, a, 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 good, a good deal, a, f- a fair deal, what, what is that? For the right price. So what's the right price? <laughs> our, our caller, the caller earlier, says, well, would you do it for the right price? I'm like, yeah, but what's the right price? Yeah, yeah. help right me out here. The for him and the right price for the team isn't necessarily the same thing. It's rarely the same thing. Yeah, so uh, let me know. When you know the right price, tell me, yes. and then I'll tell you whether or not I'd pay him. Ten years for $10 million? Right price. Right price. Done deal. Let's let's go down this road. I like this plan. Uh, we're at Hen House at 119th and Row. Remember, you can win free groceries for a year right now at Hen House. All right, Jim Harbaugh, the third head coach since 1950 to leave for another coaching job after winning a national championship. Give me either of the other two. Brought to you by Good Sense.